the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. going on everybody another Alcatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer i could let this play all day rush moving pictures yyz why am i playing this well it has something to do with beer and we'll get to it in just a couple of moments stay tuned for that we've got a great show for you tonight uh a great guest that's going to join me a little bit later this hour news and notes to get to but first how can you follow me very easily on twitter at Alcatulo. Instagram at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AGCraftBeerCast, email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com, iTunes, Google Podcasts, do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, Alexa Ready as well, Odyssey.com, and the Hopped Up Network, the good friends at the HoppedUpNetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast version of the show just a couple of minutes after it ends, uh, after midnight Eastern time. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, but if you go to the hoppedupnetwork.com, you can get mine as well as a plethora of others to download and listen to whenever you want. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, Glenn Smith, he's the CEO of Brewery Tours LLC based out of York County, Pennsylvania. They do a couple of tours out of York and Hanover, Pennsylvania. We're going to talk about that and a lot more with Glenn coming up in about 20 minutes from now. But let us dive into some beer news, and there is Plenty of it. So this was the one that kind of blew me away, and it happened late. It happened actually early in the morning on Thursday, uh, but I had already had the show finished because I was heading down to Atlantic City for the Atlantic City Beer Music Fest, which I will review later on in Suds and Duds. And so I got the word uh, before the press release had gone out that River Horse Brewing out of New Jersey was acquiring Duclaw Brewing out of Baltimore which is a huge, huge, huge surprise. And I'll tell you why. Uh, this was back on Thursday, June the 1st. Um, River Horse, of course, based in Ewing, New Jersey, is going to expand the brewery's capacity to accommodate Duclaw's national distribution. Uh, they have already started brewing Duclaw beer out of their facility. But this is the thing that blew me away because, to be quite honest, River Horse has not really been that relevant in New Jersey for a very long time. And oddly enough, River Horse was one of the beers that almost won at B3 a couple of weeks ago with their stout. And we ended up going with a Coles from About the Hops Brewing because uh, we felt it was more of a, a better representation uh, of a Coles. But anyway, I, I, I digress. 
But, you know, I can't remember the last time I had a River Horse beer. And I had to look back at my untapped uh, ratings. You can follow me there at Catulo. And um, it had been like six or seven years was the last time I had a River Horse beer. I mean, their Blondale is good. Their Belgian is really good. But other than that, they really weren't relevant. So I was kind of blown away by that. And Duclaw, as much as I like the things that Duclaw does, and obviously Sweet Baby Jesus put them on the map, and uh, you know they were doing a whole thing with colorectal cancer the last couple of years, they haven't been relevant either. I knew the head brewer, uh, you know, who left there a number of years ago, way before all, you know, all the pandemic and everything else. Um, we've had Dave Benfield on the program before. Um, it, it's just, it, I'm I'm really surprised. But this is the second. Baltimore-based brewery that has basically given up, I don't want to say given up on Baltimore, but basically their production, especially Duclaw, basically ends in Baltimore. And and to some extent, um, uh, Flying Dog does too, because they're going to be brewing their beer out of Utica. So it's very interesting. So Dave Benfield, uh, Duclaw's uh, founder, said uh, is thrilled to transition the production responsibilities to the team in Ewing, New Jersey, so he can give 100% of his attention to the part of the business that he truly loves Products, strategy, and sales. Each brand would be managed separately, the company said, but they would share production capacity and certain distribution partnerships. The operation side of brewing is challenging, and at the end of the day, I was spending too much of my time and energy chasing the latest mechanical supply or logistical issue and was taking away from driving the brand the way I wanted, Benfield said in a statement. Now, not sure what jobs would impact moving from the beer's production out of state. I am assuming that the brewer's at Duclaw are probably out of a job, or maybe one of them transitions to New Jersey, and the rest of them are basically uh, out of a job. Riverhorse said it is currently seeking new team members for brewing, packaging, or cellaring. Company seems to expect a seamless transition, telling customers don't expect to see too many changes, though. You should be able to get your favorite Riverhorse and Duclaw beers at your local store and taverns without interruption. Now, the word that I am hearing on the street is that even though Duclaw is in 21 states and across the and, and is in certain parts of the uh, of the world. They are planning to scale that back uh, and not uh, be in as many places. So uh, we shall see what happens there. I am happy for one of my friends who does work um, for Duclaw. He's going to retain his job, which is good. I'm happy for him. Um, and those that are going to lose their job, that kind of stinks. Um, but it is interesting to see what happens. So you know. It'll be interesting to see if either of the beers make a significant impact, um, not only in New Jersey, but in wherever they move their distribution footprint, whether they you know, consolidate, they keep it the same, maybe they expand a little bit in a year or two. Uh, we shall see what happens. But an interesting turn of events that happened very late uh, last week and was not able to get to uh, on the program. Uh, and more on this. I mean, there. You know, I I know some internal things, and I'll keep those things to myself because I don't want to make those things public. I'm protecting some confidences of people that have spoken to me. Uh, nobody that works for Duclaw or Riverhorse. These are other people outside of those companies. Just uh, just to be clear. Anyway, um, Iron Hill says, "What is the definition of a balanced diet? A beer in each hand." So join Iron Hill Brewery as they celebrate the Kings of Corny with the all-new Dad's Got Jokes Juicy Lager. It's not your father's lawnmower lager, because this one was brewed with actual dad jokes. That's right. Iron Hill collected the silliest one-liners from dads and dad joke enthusiasts via social media and then spelled them out in malt, flake oats, and hops as their team of brewers created the comical concoction. 
Uh, they added, uh, for, they fermented this beer with Omega's Luna Crush yeast to layer in tropical fruit notes to complement those big citrus notes of the American and New Zealand hops. You'll be sure to crack up while cracking one open. Dad's Got Jokes Juicy Lager uh, is, has already been released in 16-ounce cans of Pennsylvania, Delaware, and New Jersey restaurants as of this past Friday. The draft release will be at all Iron Hill locations on Thursday, June 15th. Additionally, Iron Hill will also uh, offer a special Hoppy Father's Day menu featuring delectable dishes paired with puns and their finest craft beers from Thursday, June 15th through Sunday, June 18th, which is Father's Day. And the Hoppy Father's Day menu includes a grilled watermelon salad, scallops and bacon. I mean, come on. How, how do you get scallops and bacon? Barbecue baby back ribs, a char-grilled hanger steak, and for dessert, a bourbon peach cheesecake mousse. So that's at all of the Pennsylvania, Delaware, and New Jersey Iron Hill Restaurants. Very cool. Now, the reason why I played YYZ, we'll get to that right here. A global restaurateur HMS host, a world leader in creating dining for traveling venues, announced earlier this week an epic collaboration between two beloved institutions that have one thing in common, Toronto. Now you know why. Local craft brewery Henderson Brewing Company, world-renowned rock and roll Hall of Famers Rush, that made Toronto Pearson International Airport, the the airport code, YYZ, famous with their epic song as an ode to their hometown, will open a new bar at YYZ at the airport, Toronto Pearson International Airport, offering limited release brews and unique merchandise. The 28-seat Henderson Brewery at YYZ will be in a prime pre-security area of Terminal 1, easily accessible to both domestic and international passengers, as well as visitors to the airport. Loyal fans of Rush will be excited to know that the bar will be outfitted with original artifacts from Russia's touring and recording career. That's very cool. Locals can make a quick trip to the airport for exclusive gear and takeaway beer only available at YYZ as Henderson Brewery at YYZ will be situated just steps away from the escalators leading into the terminal from the Union Pearson Express. Uh, What could be more appropriate than our Rush Canadian Golden Ale having a home at YYZ, said Getty Lee of Rush. The opening rhythm of our YYZ song was inspired by the Morse code for YYZ Airport. We would get so excited to see YYZ on our ticketed bags as it meant we were coming home. Even though the song is instrumental, it's about our city, where we came from, and how good it is to come home. And when the opportunity presented itself to not only work closely with HMS host and YYZ, but also another opportunity, incredible, uh, another incredibly unique experience Excuse me, with Rush, I think it took, it took me approximately five seconds to say yes, please. Uh, that's uh, from Aiden Wenner. Uh, partner at Henderson Brewing Company. I cannot wait for it to open and create the ultimate welcome to Toronto experience. That's cool. So you go to the airport. <clears throat> excuse me. You want to have a beer before you get on the flight. And here it is, a Rush beer in honor of Rush from Henderson Brewery. And exclusive gear as well and takeaway beer. So maybe they're going to do a special beer just for that uh, particular brewery. That's very cool. Makes me want to get grab my passport and head up to Toronto for a quick flight just to check out Henderson Brewery. That is pretty awesome. When we come back after a short break, more news and notes from around the beer world. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Rolling off the stage Cause who 
And welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a little Metal Days, Manowar, Battle Hymns. 41 years ago this week, this album uh, debuted. And I loved Manowar. In fact, first show I ever saw at the Old Lemoors in Brooklyn. And I'm talking the Old Lemoors, the original, the OG. Um, Back in Brooklyn, it was the first band that I saw at that place, and they were fan-freaking-tastic. Now, they've gone through changes, obviously. They only tour in Europe. Um, They have not been to America in quite some time. I couldn't even tell you the last time Manowar was in America. Got to be well over 20 years is the last time they've been in America. Um, They are a phenomenal band. Uh, Love them. I wish they would come to America. Uh, you can't even get their albums anymore. They're out of print. They're, um, I think the record company they're with, uh, they, you know, gone, whatever. I don't know. I found these on YouTube and were able to save them. But um, the, the first couple of Manowar albums were just unbelievable. The voice. The, you know, they came out in pelts at Lemoore's. It was 180 degrees in the place. And here they are in pelts. Just unbelievable. Great band. Uh, coming up in 10 minutes, Glenn Smith. He's the CEO of Brewery Tours, LLC. They're based out of York County, Pennsylvania. They do some tours out of York and Hanover, Pennsylvania. We'll talk about that a lot more. Brewery Tours are back. We are back as a country, I think, in terms of people socializing and getting back to normal. Yes, I understand that COVID is still out there. Yes, I understand that for some people it is a long-term thing. And yes, COVID seems to be making a comeback even in New York City. They've been finding it in the wastewater recently. Um, And the fact that they're finding it in the wastewater all over the place tells you that there is COVID that is still running rampant uh, throughout the country. However, we need to get back to some sort of normalcy. There are um, medications that you can take if you get it. You can choose to get, um, you know, your vaccine if you want. That's your choice. And at this point now, I do think it's your own personal choice to get it. Um, I think we need to be back in an office setting. I think we need people back in offices and doing the work. Um, and that's it. I'm going to get off my soapbox on that. But we are back. Um, we're seeing more people going out to festivals. Uh, I will mention that later on in Suds and Duds when I talk about the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. Um, but we are back as a people. And so brewery tours are back. And people are heading out. And that's great. And I think it's a good thing. I think the more important thing, though, to be quite honest, before we get into the beer news, simple thing. If you're not feeling well, stay home. I think that's part of our problem as a society. We feel like we, we need to be at work no matter what. You know what? If you don't feel right, stay home. Because you're not only hurting yourself, but you're potentially hurting others by spreading whatever it is that you have. You stay home, you can mitigate it. That's it. I'm going to leave it at that. couple of changes in the beer world. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company CEO Jeff White announcing his retirement from the Chico, California headquartered craft brewery. Brewery founder Ken Grossman will step in as the interim CEO as the search for a new CEO begins. Uh, the company said in a press statement, we're excited for Jeff and are grateful for his many contributions to the Sierra Nevada. During his time as CEO, Jeff helped drive our company from a beer uh, from a beer brewer to a beverage company, shepherding in a new era of beyond beer products and innovation. White, who is retiring after 38 years in the beer industry, is going to remain with Sierra Nevada over the next couple of months to help shepherd in the launch of the company's Can Do Innovation Center in Chico. 
White has served as CEO since early 2019, taking over for Grossman and becoming only the second CEO in Sierra Nevada's more than 40-year existence. He joined the California Craft Brewery in 2013 as Systems Integration Director and was named Chief Operating Officer in 2016. Prior to Sierra Nevada, White held leadership roles at Miller Coors and Boston Beer Company. Uh, our, my good friend Allison throwing her cheers in Chester event, Saturday, July 22nd. We've mentioned this, 3 to 7 p.m., Municipal Field, 134 Main Street in Chester, New Jersey. It's one four-hour session, sample over 100 styles of craft beer, spirits, and wine, great music, delicious food, wonderful vendors. It's a benefit for the Chester First Aid Squad. Cheersinchester.com is the website where you can purchase tickets. You have to be 21 and older with picture ID for entry. Chairs, blankets, dogs, pop-up tents, welcome. No kids, strollers, outside food or drink, large bags or knapsacks, pretzel necklaces are always allowed. It's a great event. You should go. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to go, but it is definitely a great event, and Chester is beautiful. Our good friends from Trogues uh, have announced the release of their beautiful and balanced once-a-year double IPA Nimble Giant. Uh, This is one of the Hershey, Pennsylvania Brewery's most loved beers. It's a limited release. Rivals its iconic holiday ale, Mad Elf, for the excitement that it generates every single year. Nimble Giant came up through the brewery Small Batch Scratch Series. Started as an experimental experiment with mosaic hops. After half a dozen test batches, the Trogues Brewing team hit upon a hop combination everyone loved, mosaic, Simcoe, and Azaka. In the end, Nimble Giant boasts notes of tropical fruit, pine sap, and honeysuckle. Clocks in at a 9% ABV, a double IPA balanced by a backbone of Pilsner and Vienna malts. It is a deep orange-hued colored beer. Very cool. Um... You may find something a little extra inside the new wrap four packs in this. Cans were randomly selected during packaging and labeled with a special You Found the Giant Contest sticker. Each sticker contains a QR code for entry into a drunk for a grand prize of a Trogues Giant Jenga Tower and 19 runners-up prize packs. Trogues.com slash nimble uh, if you want to enter um, there if you don't get the um, the sticker in the four pack. No purchases necessary. Nimble Giant is available on draft and in 16-ounce cans everywhere Trogues beer is sold. At Unita Beer, uh, after four years of leading Salt Lake City headquartered Unita Brewing, Jeremy Ragonis stepping down as president effective at the end of this month on June 30th. Noah Brown, the Unita's vice president of sales, will assume the presidency starting on July 1st. Uh, this change comes as Ragonis' family prepares to return home to the Kansas City area, and he passes the baton to his first hire from when he took over as president in 2019, Ragonis told Brewbound he's really, really proud of where they're at. Uh, they built a fantastic team at Unita. Uh, we've got some of the best and brightest folks that we've had in my history here. Uh, he says he's not leaving the 30-year-old company, even though he's vacating the top role. He will remain with Unita's parent company, U.S. Beverage, working remote, building the company's contract brewing business. And by the way, did you know that on June 16th, that is World Refill Day, a global day of action urging us to move away from single-use containers. Celebrate the internationally sustainability holiday this month by raising a pint to the decidedly most fun closed-loop supply chain system, draft beer, like refillable water bottles. The refillable stainless steel kegs that transport beer from the brewery to our glass diverts billions of single-use packages from landfills every year. That circular system brings fresh beer to tap handles in every corner of the United States and also gives beer lovers quality drinking experiences at the bars and restaurants that we love. World Refill Day 
is the perfect cause to join your coworkers, friends, and family at your favorite bar or restaurant this month for a delicious fresh pint of your favorite beer. What will you raise a pint of on World Refill Day? I am certain to raise something. I don't know what yet. World Refill Day officially sponsored by the nonprofit association, the Steel Keg Association. They do a great job promoting kegs and kegged beer. Because let's face it, it is freshest when it comes off the keg. Let's put it that way. All right? And we'll leave it at that. Lawson's Finest Liquids, proud to announce it's earned its status as a certified B Corporation. Uh, Achieving B Corp certification is the latest step in the brewery's 15-year history of commitment to positive social and environmental changes. Lawson's Finest joins an elite community, listen to this, of only 18 breweries in the United States, of the over 8,000 that are out there, who meet the rigorous standards required by B-Lab, the nonprofit behind the B Corp certification process. To achieve the prestigious and internationally recognized status, companies must work to create positive economic change through inclusive, equitable, and regenerative practices and excel in five core socially and environmentally focused areas, governance, workers, community, customers, and environment. To date, less than 6,600 companies on the planet are certified B Corps. That's pretty cool. The SIP, as the brewery's team of 80 employees fondly refers to the Lawson's Finest Social Impact Program, prioritizes health communities, sustainability, recreation, and environmental conservation with the goal of financially supporting community vitality and the natural areas we seek to protect or recreate. And the SIP has donated close to $2 million to worthwhile causes and community building efforts since 2018. In 2022 alone, Lawson's Finest donated, <clears throat> excuse me, more than a half a million dollars through its multi pronged donation program. By mid June of this year, Lawson's Finest will generate 100% of its electric needs through solar power provided by multiple installations on its campus, including the largest solar canopy in Vermont. They've invested in solar, among a number of other breweries, uh, the brewery sustainability initiatives, which also include providing electric vehicle charging stations to the community, monitoring and reducing use of wastewater, electricity, and propane, and partnering with local waste management companies to recycle brewery plastic wrap, grain bags, and can metal. I mean, they have done an amazing job of doing all of these things for the environment as well as giving back. And that is a very cool thing. So kudos to Lawson's Finest. I mean, that's pretty rare. 8,800 businesses in the entire world and only one out of, you know, just a handful of breweries in the country. That's pretty cool. When we come back after a short break, Glenn Smith CEO of Brewery Tours LLC, based out of York County, Pennsylvania, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Did you give it up? Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. If you've been listening to this show for the six, seven-plus years that we've been on, you know I'm a big fan of the band Live, which is based out of York, Pennsylvania. So, And they just recently played in Bethlehem. Apparently, I hear they are coming back to New Jersey, which is really cool. And I've been a fan of Live since this first album here, uh, Mental Jewelry, which is just an epic, epic album. First time I saw those guys. 
was at the Stone Pony with about 150 people, and it was an unbelievable program. So we're going to York, Pennsylvania today, not to talk live the band, but we're to talk with a gentleman who is the CEO of a brewery tour company that takes you and your friends for a fee to different breweries around the central portion of Pennsylvania. They're headquartered in York County, Pennsylvania. They've been providing exclusive educational and entertaining craft beer experiences in south central Pennsylvania since 2017 with knowledgeable and experienced beer guides provided guiding, uh, providing guided craft beer tastings with behind-the-scenes access, local and historical anecdotes, and a lot more. For more info... Just head over to ultimatecraftbeerexperience.com. Let me welcome to the program uh, Glenn Smith. Glenn, how are you? Al, thank you so much for having me. I I, I tell you, you couldn't have said that any better if I wrote it myself. (laughs) Well, you did, because I took it right from your website. So full disclosure there. First, thanks for reaching out to me to talk about the company. You started the company before all the craziness in the world took over. And I I have to ask, have brewery tours surged back to pre-pandemic levels or are, some, uh, or are some people still reluctant to take a tour? We have really seen a return to the experiences this year. Last year was, was certainly still in rebound mode, but in 2023, it really looks like people are coming back to, to doing experiences outside with other people. Uh, and, you know, and that's and that's a good thing. I mean, I was just at the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival uh, last weekend, and uh, Saturday they had over 8,500 people there, uh, a sellout. They had a big crowd on Sunday for 311. So I definitely see that people are coming back out and, and drinking again and enjoying themselves and having a good time, and that's always a good thing. Now, you offer three types of tours out of York. It's a walking tour, a cruise York tour, and a York charter tour. Now, I assume the walking tour is a short walk to some breweries, and you experience each one for a bit before moving on to the next one. What are the differences on the other two tours? Yeah, so just about the walking tour, one of the unique things about York City is there's six craft breweries within a one-square-mile radius. So it makes walking really easy, going from one to two to three. So it's a, it's a great, easy, leisurely experience. The, the cruise that you referenced is our guests get to hop upon our brew buses, and we got a couple buses. It's the little short uh, school buses, which, right. which are pretty cool. You get to hop on those. And then we go out into around uh, York County for one of them, which is home to over 32 breweries. And then we have another one in the Hanover area, which is snack, which is the snack capital of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's that's where uh, Utz and and Snyder's and Hanover and just about any other snack you can think of comes out of. Uh, we're talking with Glenn Smith, the CEO of Brewery Tours, LLC. They're based out of York County, Pennsylvania. They've been providing exclusive educational and entertaining craft beer experiences in south-central Pennsylvania since 2017. For more info or to book a tour, just head over to ultimatecraftbeerexperience.com, or you can follow them on Instagram as well, at Brewery Tours. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you referenced it, Glenn, uh, about you know the uh, snack capital of the world in Hanover. So uh, when you head over to Hanover, what takes place there? Do you do do you end up going to Uts or uh, you know uh, the the different chip places, or is it just strictly beer? We hope to be returning to them. Yet yeah, they have a wonderful factory tour that has yet to reopen. That was one of the the things that shut down during COVID and hasn't returned yet. But as soon as they reopen, 
we are certainly going to be having some very fresh potato chips and pretzels. Very cool. Now, Glenn, how did you get started doing brewery tours? Was was it a love of beer? Uh, were you working in the beer industry, or was it just, or was it something else? For probably the last thirty years, to, to date myself, I've really enjoyed going around the country and just enjoying craft beer. Uh, I'm one of those guys that we wind up going into the brewery and all of a sudden I disappear and they go, where the hell did Glenn go? Well, I wound up finding the brewer and I'm in the back talking to him or her and, and hearing stories and enjoying the beers and just enjoying the experience of craft beer. So fast forward to about 2015, in the York County area is when they started seeing a resurgence of craft breweries and one after the other started showing up and I said, man, somebody really should be doing something about it. Nobody's talking about it. And I was the squeaky wheel and eventually we decided, well, why wait for someone? We're going to be the ones to do it. We're going to shine a spotlight on what's happening in central Pennsylvania. We're talking with Glenn Smith, the CEO of Brewery Tours LLC based out of York County, Pennsylvania. They've been providing tours across south-central Pennsylvania since uh, 2017. For more info or, or to book a tour, you can just head over to the ultimatecraftbeerexperience.com or you can follow them on Instagram at Brewery Tours. We're here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, Glenn, for someone, let's say um, you get a vacationing couple that are out there and they want to check out the tour, and let's say the husband or the wife, or both of them are really not beer drinkers. For, for a novice of craft beer, how do you introduce them when you get to a particular brewery to a style of beer, do you just you give them an IPA, a bitter, something bitter or juicy right off the bat, or do you kind of ease them in with, say, maybe uh, a lager? That's a great question. I, I'm a firm believer that there's a beer for everyone, and for some people they just may not have found it yet. So one of the things that we really strive for is to provide a very – a wide range of styles. So we're not all IPAs, we're not all sours, we're not all stouts. We're going to taste and we're going to sample each of the beers and we're going to teach you actually how to properly drink a beer. A lot of people don't realize there's proper ways of drinking beers. And more times than not, people that come in and go, well, I'm really not a big beer person, they walk out with an understanding and appreciation of craft beer now, and they really do enjoy it. Yeah, and I tell people all the time, foam is your friend. On certain beers, foam <laughs> is your friend. Don't don't scoff at it because, you know, there's a lot of foam in the beer. That foam is actually part of why you're drinking the beer and getting the taste out of it. So that's very important. Um, Glenn, let me ask you, of all the years that you've been doing this now, and obviously, you know, it's two schools of thought. It's pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, and I hate to sort of categorize it that way. Uh, before the before the pandemic, I'm sure that you had a lot of people that were, you know, hey, gung-ho, yeah, let's go in this and that. Now, in, in the in its sort of newer setting, how do you set people's minds at ease uh, that you're heading into a brewery and maybe crowded, people may be afraid of, you know, of, of being exposed to COVID, et cetera, et cetera. How do you ease their fears as you're taking them uh, through that particular tour with a small group of people in a small vehicle? Yeah, so our maximum tours are 16. That's as big as they get. Okay. Um, and what, one of the things that was, I guess, by, a byproduct of the way we created and just happens to be a benefit now, is, as you put it post-COVID, is our tours typically start at noon. So the breweries are not filled at that point. And in many instances, we're spending our time back in the brew house away from the general public part of the, exclusive, uh, uh, the exclusivity of, of the tours. 
So we really don't find ourselves in those crowded positions because we wanted to be in a situation where the breweries weren't filled and we're basically hollering at somebody across, you're trying to drink this beer, where it's a much laid back, um, um, uh, not crowded situation. UltimateCraftBeerExperience.com is the website where you can go. You can check out the tours. You can book a tour as well. Uh, as we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer with Glenn Smith, the CEO of Brewery Tours, LLC. And, and Glenn, are some of the tours, is food included in the purchase price? Yes. So we are adding food, uh, um, uh, a food pairing uh, coming this fall. So we don't currently have it. Okay. Many of the breweries have menus, but this fall we will be adding that on as an additional benefit. Yeah, see, that's the difference between New Jersey and Pennsylvania. New Jersey, you can't serve food. You can, uh, you know, maybe you can buy a bag of potato chips, but who knows, more often than not, they tell you to bring stuff to the brewery. In Pennsylvania, it's a little bit different. Obviously, there are places around the, the breweries do have food already uh, for purchase, or there's, uh, you know, a food truck outside where you can get food. Uh, as well, which is always a good thing. Last question for me, Glenn. Is this something that you would like to continue outside of the area as a national thing, or are you content with just providing the best tours in central Pennsylvania? We absolutely do uh, plan on having a larger footprint. And it's by, you know, right away is we decided our name was going to be Brewery Tours. It's not Brewery Tours of your county or, or, or what have you. At this point, we are expanding our tours Throughout South Central Pennsylvania, that is our our current goal, and to have that completed before year's end, because South Central Pennsylvania is home to over 90 breweries in less than a one-hour radius, and I'm really unaware of anywhere else in the country where you have that kind of concentration. And craft beer aficionados, lovers, novices, and everybody in between should be really ex- excited about experiencing that scene. A hundred percent. My guest has been Glenn Smith, CEO of Brewery Tours LLC. They're based out of York County, Pennsylvania, providing uh, beer tours in South Central Philly, uh, South Central Pennsylvania. Excuse me. Since 2017. For more info or to book a tour, just head over to UltimateCraftBeerExperience.com, or you can follow them on Instagram at Brewery Tours. Glenn. Thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. Al, thank you so much for having me. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Genesis, Invisible Touch, uh, this week, or a couple of days ago, back in 1986, this album was released. Now, I know there are Genesis fans that are out there that, you know, they're Peter Gabriel fans as we uh, return here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, and the final segment of the program. Um, I know there are fans of Peter Gabriel. I know there are fans of Phil Collins. But you have to admit, the longevity of the band is what really stands. 
Um, you know, obviously Phil can't do it anymore, and he has as much said that. He's got all kinds of back problems. His son is playing uh, drums uh, when they did their last tour. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you take it for what it is. I, I was a fan of both, um, and I think that uh, Genesis is one of those uh, epic bands that when you hear it, you know exactly what it is, uh, that prog rock uh, type of sound. It's the sound that got you into Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. It's the sound that got you into, you know, uh, uh, I guess you could, yeah, Moody Blues, you know, that kind of stuff. We'll leave it at that. All right, let us dive into Suds and Duds. Then I'm going to give a little recap of the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. Now, the beers that I had in Atlantic City, we'll talk about on next week's program. I'm sort of backlogged on a couple of things, so I want to get to these beers first. But uh, let me let me just say, uh, you know what? Let me review the beers, and then I'll get into all the good things over at um, uh, Atlantic City uh, from this past week. For some reason, there seems to be a hair on my – yeah, there we go. I got it. On my uh, – windscreen on my microphone. There's a couple of things here in the studio that I'm a little annoyed. I'm trying to tape this segment. My my one earbud is out. I don't know why. I haven't used my earbuds uh, in a few days. And um, for some reason, the left earbud is out, which always throws me off because I need to have both ears in. But anyway, whatever. I digress. First world problems. Anyway, um, our mutual friend brewing, uh, Jan Chodowski and his crew, they do an amazing job with their beers out in Colorado. Uh, and if you haven't been there, you should definitely check it out. I have not been there, and I have to get there at some point, whether it's sometime this year or early next year. I've got to make a trip out to Colorado and explore uh, the different breweries that are out there. But anyway, um, they had sent me a can of vanilla thanatoid. And this is a uh, a stout that they were doing with this new uh, experimental hop. And let me tell you something. So small cans, a 12-ounce can. Uh, 15% beer, ABV. And boy, let me tell you something. Super smooth for a beer that's 15%. Great vanilla flavor as well. The bourbon is there, but very subtle. Now, I had this can. I will say the can had been sitting in my fridge probably for about three or four months. Um, And, you know, we cracked it at my cousin's house. She was selling her house in Ocean Grove. We were sort of having a Memorial Day going away party. And uh, we opened this up, and I shared this with a bunch of people. And boy, I'm glad I did. Because this is definitely something that could I have drank it on my own? A hundred percent. Did I want to? No. So uh, good stuff uh, from our mutual friend brewing. If you see it on tap, if you see a can of it uh, at the brewery maybe, go pick it up. It is absolutely worth it. Uh, Dropping Fruit Pineapple Mango Lactose by Cane. Uh, An easy drinker, Berlin Iron Vice. Tart, really nice. Enjoyed it a lot. Again, we were having this party, so it was kind of whatever cans were in the fridge, they were getting thrown into the cooler, and uh, we dove into them. Like this one, Damn Yummy by Damn Brewhouse. Um, I felt like it was a basic cream ale, nothing special from New Hampshire, um, but it is a two. It was a two-year-old beer. Uh, and I did say, uh, you know, the, the, the brewery actually commented to me and said, remember to drink Craft Fresh. Like, I got that. Maybe if they had read my profile, they'd know that, you know, I host a craft beer show, but whatever. Anyway, um... You know, it was okay. It was drinkable. Uh, it certainly wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. I enjoyed it. Um, then I cr- we cracked open a bottle that I brought with me, uh, the Ten Steers Wiser Coffee Cake uh, by Bolero Snort. Uh, this was great. I'm glad that I was able to bring this bottle to share with everybody because, again, bottles like this are meant to be shared with a group of people. It's not meant to, you know, if you, you know, listen, if you really want to, could you drink it? Sure. Is it the only thing you're going to be drinking for the evening? Probably. 
Um, really creamy, bourbon there, not over the top, great flavors, definitely gave you that coffee cake type of feel. Um, a delicious beer, and again, I was glad to share it uh, with members of my family and friends because it is certainly worth it. And beer should be shared with people that um, you want to hang out with, whether it's family, friends, a combination of both. That's the whole point of beer. It's about sharing different flavors, finding that right flavor for people, finding that right taste, because there is a beer for everyone. You can, I can, you give me a little bit, and I'll find the beer for you that you will like. That won't be too, you know, over the top or whatever it is, or maybe you like over the top. Whatever it is, I can find it for you. You just have to give me time. Uh, foam Brewing uh, is on at, on tap at Paragon Tap and Table. Had the nameless, hazy, not too juicy, dry finish. Really nice. Enjoyed that one a lot. Uh, had Waist High by Cane Brewing. Super light, super juicy, really good. I dug this one a lot. If I see this in cans, I would absolutely buy it. It's about a 5% beer. Um, it's all the elements of that hazy, juicy IPA that you want, but not not so hazy and not so juicy. You know, I don't want to say a lawnmower beer because it's not really a lawnmower beer, but it's a really good beer. Uh, Pixel Density by Phase 3, another good one. Uh, Mike DeSimone is doing a great job curating um, some out-of-town beers uh, at Paragon. He's doing a really nice job with it. Really good stuff. Enjoyed that. And then I had the Milkshake uh, IPA from uh, Twin Elephant Lono. Really delicious beer. Uh, that went down really smooth. And then finally, uh, Hop Hands. I, I picked up a four-pack of uh, Hop Hands from Tired Hands. Solid, hoppy, pale ale. Great bite in this one. Uh, enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I really do like uh, Tired Hands and what they do. And, you know, I happened to see it there, and it was one of those beers that I hadn't had yet. So uh, I figured, why not? Might as well have it. Now, with a couple of minutes that we have um, left here in the program, uh, Atlantic City Beer Music Festival. John Henderson again and his crew, uh, Jason Goldfarb, all of them. Just a kick-butt job. Honest to God. Great event, great turnout. It was freezing, though. I mean, I've never been so cold in the month of June that I actually had to buy a jacket before we went to the event. Uh, my buddy uh, Rob Feeney was his first beer, his first Atlantic City Beer Music Fest. He had a great time. He survived. He survived the... Uh, day drinking on Friday, uh, you know, that turned into drinking at night. We had a great time. Uh, no limbs were lost. Nobody was arrested. It was all good. We had a great time. Um, but I have to tell you, it was freezing both days. The wind was over 20 miles an hour. It was just a, a just a, a really brutally cold day. Uh, the apparel people, anybody selling apparel and selling sweatshirts, boy, did they make out like a bandit because they probably weren't expecting to sell sweatshirts and they sold them because people needed them. I mean, it was that bad. And you really weren't like, I threw a pair of jeans in my bag and I'm glad I did because I would have been frozen uh, by the end of the night. Dropkick Murphys was awesome. They kicked butt. Um, never really made it close to the stage because um, you had to check your glass and stuff because so you couldn't really drink while you were in there. And I didn't want to have to keep going out back and forth. So where um, Coastal Brewworks, Bolero, and Ross were set up, they were sort of to the left of the stage and not too far away. You could hear everything. It was perfect. Alternate ending was right there. Esker Hardales. Just a great little spot on one of the side runways. So we had a great time. We sort of camped out there and hung out with everybody um, from all the different breweries and you know got to sample a whole bunch of stuff. It was great. We had a really good time. Um, but I have to tell you, there were people that were complaining, uh, got to try a lot of good beers. I missed out on whims. I, I meant to get over there and I didn't. Icarus had some great stuff. Jersey Cyclone had some really great stuff. 
who else? Heavy Reel had a pineapple beer that was fantastic. Uh, just a lot, of, a lot of good stuff. The Seed had great stuff, and we'll talk more about the Seed next week on the program. But I have to tell you, people were complaining about the long lines for both the bathrooms, for food, for beer. I have to tell you, it's a festival. 8,500 people showed up at this event. It was a sellout. Uh, You're going to have lines when you have 8,000 people. I don't think people really understand that from the volume standpoint. When you have 8,500 people, you're going to have lines. It happens. You deal with it. There were lines for Guinness and Blue Point. I get it. People wanted a drink, and they felt like they weren't getting their money's worth, that they had to wait long periods of time. Let me tell you something. On the lines that I waited, and some of them are 12 and 15 deep, you didn't have to wait more than six or seven minutes. It's okay. It happens. Deal with it. I'm sorry. Could they have had more porta potties? Maybe. I think that might have been like for next year if you're going to do an event like that. Maybe you add another 50 porta potties to maybe, you know, pick up the slack. But that's about it. There's not much you can do when it comes to pouring beer. Even if you have five people helping you, and Ross had next to them, must have had four people pouring at once. They had five different beers on tap. Their line was 20 deep the whole time. People wanted a drink, and they were trying to crank them out as fast as they could. Uh, I'm sorry for the people that are complaining. I had a great time. Lines are part of festivals. We're back. We're back to normal almost. This is what you got to deal with. It happens. It happens. I'm sorry, but I don't have sympathy for people that were waiting on lines that long. They told you to get there early to get in. Some people said they had to wait over an hour. This is what happens, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, this is what happens. Don't go next year. That's all. Don't give your money to them if you don't want to go. Me? I give my money every time. I gave my money this year. I'm happy to do it. Not a problem. My thanks to everybody involved in the show, including my guest, Glenn Smith, CEO of Brewery Tours, LLC, based out of York County, Pennsylvania, ultimatecraftbeerexperience.com to book a tour, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.